Melbourne Magazine, September to November 2018. Your City of Melbourne Magazine. This audio magazine has been recorded by Vision Australia on behalf of the City of Melbourne in the interest of information accessibility. Your narrator is James Wright. The recording lasts for approximately one hour and twenty minutes overall. Here's what's inside. Lord Mayor's Message Memories of the Grid Read Online Your Say Budget Paves Way for Growth Street Count Records Rough Sleepers Metro Tunnel What It Means for You Heritage Honour for Market The Secret Life of Urban Butterflies Eat a Rainbow Events Calendar Spring into Well-Being Kensington's Urban Forest Hero Health Tech with Heart Big Breaks for Small Business Gender Equity for Preschoolers Community Meals Good Food Grown Local Viva La Cup In Brief Your Council Council Meetings Lord Mayor's Commendations Contact Closing Announcement On the cover, ecologist Dr Holly Kirk in The Butterfly House at Melbourne Zoo. Location courtesy of Zoos Victoria. Lord Mayor's Message from Lord Mayor Sally Cap. Spring has arrived in the city of Melbourne, and with it a renewed sense of optimism about our city's future. It's been a little over three months since I had the honour of being sworn in as Lord Mayor, and I've launched myself into the role with enthusiasm. I grew up amid the bustle of Flinders Lane and my grandfather's millinery business. Ever since, Melbourne has been the epicentre of my passions. As CEO of the Committee for Melbourne, a director of Collingwood Football Club, Victorian agent general in London, and of course as mother to my sons. My approach to making our city better and better is simply listening, really listening, to the interests of residents and businesses, and then taking action. We're already working hard on areas we need to manage better, including homelessness, waste management, safety, and the Queen Victoria market renewal. It's also exciting to see Melbourne blossoming as a global centre of excellence for many emerging industry sectors, with strong capabilities in biotechnology, medical and scientific research, higher education, and sustainable and industrial design. Meanwhile, our vibrant public realm continues to delight locals and visitors alike. We can take pride in our green spaces, arts, dining, retail, major festivals, and sporting events. Looking to the future, we have much to be optimistic about. Our city has a proud history of bold visions, and we need that kind of thinking now, because Melbourne is growing so quickly. Among our plans, I'm committed to bringing the community, business, and other key stakeholders together to help make Melbourne the first 5G city in Australia, and creating the Green Line, 2.5 kilometres of elevated green space above the rail yards with paths for walking and biking. As you can tell, I feel very passionate about our city's future. Just as our forebears did, I want to grab hold of bold visions and help make them a reality.
importantly, are not lose sight of our essential functions to provide services, deliver excellent outcomes and advocate for the people of Melbourne. This is how, together, we will shape the future of our city. This spring, I encourage you to get out and enjoy our city of well-being. Walk, cycle, play, eat good food and connect with your community. And don't forget to share your adventures with hashtag MelbMoment. Lord Mayor Sally Cap. To learn more about the Lord Mayor, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. The City of Melbourne respectfully acknowledges the traditional owners of the land, the Boonwurrung and Woiwurrung Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation, and pays respect to their elders, past and present. For the Kulin Nation, Melbourne has always been an important meeting place for events of social, educational, sporting and cultural significance. Today we're proud to say that Melbourne is a significant gathering place for all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. Memories of the Grid Melburnians have shared stories of Aboriginal heritage, favourite laneways, activism, family and first kisses on our community engagement platform, Participate Melbourne. The Hoddle Grid Heritage Review invited locals to share treasured memories about central Melbourne to help us understand what people value about our city and what qualities we need to retain as it grows. The lawn of the State Library is significant for me as it's where I went to my first ever rally in the early 2000s, said equal rights activist Ali Hogg, who led a walking tour during the review. It's where we started all of our rallies for marriage equality right up until the day we won. If I hadn't read and been told stories about civil rights struggles, I'd probably never have been inspired to be the activist I am today. Stories help us decide our principles and values and help shape us. Here is a few other memories captured on Participate Melbourne. My husband worked at Flinders Street Station for many years and loved it. He was thrilled to have climbed the clock tower to help wind the clock. I remember ACDC performing on the back of a truck on Swanston Street for the filming of the legendary clip for It's a Long Way to the Top in 1976. I love visiting the steps of Parliament on a warm summer night. They retain the heat from the day as you watch the sunset down Burke Street with an ice cream in hand from across the road. Read more stories from your neighbours at participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash hodlgridheritage. Participate Melbourne gives everyone the opportunity to help shape Melbourne's future. We've engaged the community in more than 50 projects in the last year. Get involved online. An accompanying picture shows Melbournians celebrating marriage equality. For more information, visit participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au Read online. Melbourne Magazine is moving to a new quarterly print cycle. Look out for it in your letterbox or local library at the beginning of December, March, June and September. To keep you informed all year round, we're now publishing extra stories to Melbourne Magazine online. To be first in the know, subscribe to our email newsletter at magazine.melbourne.vic.gov.au.
Your Say Letter of the Month Your new transport strategy is certainly a nice change from more roads, more cars and more lanes. Thank you for such a bold and refreshing change in mindset, and I'd just like you to know that there is support for your plans. The loudest does not always represent what is right or needed, and the benefits are not evident until completion. It takes once-in-a-lifetime courage to make the change that is necessary for the future. Lawrence Share your thoughts with us at melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au How can I get fit in the city of Melbourne? Regular exercise is great for your physical and mental well-being. Whether you prefer getting active at one of our recreation centres, in our gorgeous parks, or just on the way to work, we have a whole host of activities, programmes and classes to help you get out and move your own way. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Active Melbourne Tweets at City of Melbourne From Huddle NMFC This morning we officially launched the Be Brave Speak Up campaign, a national campaign to promote awareness of the issue of racism. Thanks to everyone who supported the campaign. At City of Melbourne, Vic Health, Scanlon underscore FDN, Multiculture Vic, NMFC Official, Mooney Valley CC, FYA underscore org. From Yarra Council, more than 400 trained volunteers visited streets, parks and laneways to collect information on people sleeping rough in Street Count 2018. Hashtag Yarra Life. At City of Melbourne, Cityport Phillip, Stonington News, Maribyrnong CC. From Citywide Oz. As an MREP Foundation partner with City of Melbourne, we are proud to be part of the renewable energy effort to drive the winds of change with Bank Australia, Yarra Council, City of Port Phillip, Zoos Victoria, RMIT, Moreland Council. Hashtags MREP, Renewable Energy, Winds of Change, at City of Melbourne, Bank Ost, Yarra Council, City Port Phillip, Zoos Victoria, RMIT, Moreland Council. From Uni Melb. Hey, City of Melbourne, you've got a brand new art gallery. Buxton Contemporary has officially launched and it houses one of Australia's most significant contemporary art collections. The best part? Entry is free. At City of Melbourne, Buxton Contemp, UNIMELB. Instagram. The print edition of Melbourne Magazine shows a selection of recent images. From Aussie SH, a view over parklands of one of Melbourne's historic buildings. An Australian flag flies at the top of the building's bluestone tower. From Buddha the Frenchie, strings of lights viewed against the evening sky linked to one of the geometric walls in Federation Square. From Quan Chang Mo, a grove of trees through a park forming an arch of autumn colours over the path. From Scott Abercrombie Photography, a rain-drenched night scene, coloured lights reflecting off a tram and puddles on the road. From Giant Evertonian, one of the giant stairways leading to the platforms at Southern Cross Station. 
from Spirit of Life, Skyscrapers Against a Blue Sky. From Remus, 1988, a low shot looking down a wooden footbridge in Birarong Ma. From Tian Chi Nguyen, street art featuring a tiny blue-clad pixie riding a giant bumblebee. Share your Melbourne moments on Instagram with the hashtag MelbMoment. Connect with us. Facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Report it online. Want to tell us about dumped rubbish, an illegally parked car, or unwanted graffiti? It's now easier to report issues from your mobile device. Head to our website to find out more. melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us. Budget paves way for growth. Explore our bold vision for Melbourne's future in our new annual plan and budget. The budget outlines how more than $576 million will be invested in community services, programs and initiatives in 2018-19, with a major focus on capital works designed to help the city cope with rapid growth. To help us support this growth with important new infrastructure, rates have increased by 2.25% and parking fees in the central city have increased by $1.50 per hour. This is the first time parking fees have increased since 2013. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood, Chair of the Finance and Governance Portfolio, said the budget delivers on our vision for our city's growth, prosperity and livability. The budget secures our competitive advantage as a top global city, as a premier location for business and knowledge sectors to expand and thrive. It increases expenditure on our core services and creates opportunities for our community, the Deputy Law Mayor said. The state and federal budgets have talked about the unprecedented population growth and infrastructure investment, but City of Melbourne is where the rubber hits the road. That's why this budget delivers record investment on programs and services to keep Melbournians safe, ensure they have access to the best parks and gardens, clean streets, new community infrastructure and maintains our investment on our events, visitor and business services that are so vital for our economic growth and prosperity. This budget maintains our focus on that long-term thinking and paves the way for the largest investment in council history, the renewal of Queen Victoria Market. This is the second annual plan and budget of our four-year council plan. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash budget. Budget Highlights Open Space and Keeping Melbourne Clean $133.7 million on recycling, waste collection, street cleaning and public lighting. More than $7.1 million of investment in the renewal of Melbourne's 480 hectares of parks and gardens. $22.7 million towards creating two hectares of open space on South Bank Boulevard. Families, youth and children. $18.6 million including maternal and child health services, immunisations, parenting services, youth and student services. Disability, aged care and homelessness. 
$6.1 million on home and personal care, delivered meals, respite and community transport. Arts and Culture, $16.3 million to support Melbourne's arts, including more than $753,000 on our Indigenous Arts Programme. Events, City Promotion and Tourism, $36.4 million to promote the city, including major events such as Moomba, New Year's Eve and Christmas. Health, Safety and Wellbeing, $36 million in state-funded initiatives, including bollards and CCTV. Libraries and Community Strengthening, $12.5 million to operate our six libraries and community hubs. Street Count Records Rough Sleepers The first joint survey of homelessness conducted by five Melbourne councils has recorded 392 people sleeping rough across inner Melbourne. On a single night in June, more than 400 trained volunteers visited streets, parks and laneways in the cities of Melbourne, Port Phillip, Yarra, Stonington and Maribyrnong to collect information on people sleeping rough. The results of Street Count will help us understand rough sleeping so we can better plan our support services and work together towards long-term solutions to address homelessness. Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood said we have significantly increased coordination of homelessness agencies and support services in the central city, working with the Victorian state government. These are our city's most vulnerable people. One person sleeping rough on the streets of Melbourne is one too many, the Deputy Lord Mayor said. We know that homelessness has no boundaries, and this joint count means we now have a picture of homelessness across inner Melbourne like never before. Homelessness is a complex issue, and good data like the street count helps us continually evolve our approach. Ultimately, the solution is to get people into housing, but pathways out of homelessness require a case-by-case solution. This is not the first street count for the city of Melbourne. We have undertaken a biennial count since 2008, and since 2014 with support from housing and homelessness agency Launch Housing. In 2016, we recorded 247 rough sleepers in areas totalling 20% of our municipality. This year, 210 rough sleepers were counted in the same area, representing a 15% decrease. Heather Holst, acting CEO of Launch Housing, said the street count results demonstrate the dire need for more affordable housing both in Victoria and Australia-wide. Rough sleeping is the most visible and confronting type of homelessness, but only represents a small percentage of all those experiencing homelessness, Heather said. Launch Housing is proud to collaborate with the five councils, police and other support services in Melbourne for this first multi-council street count. The numbers give us something to work with as we plan for the future. Some efforts are already starting to pay off, but we need more housing. Key results. 78% of those surveyed were male, and 22% were female. 54% were aged 26 to 40, with 34% aged 41 to 60. 79% were Australia-born. 14% identified as Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander. 35% were sleeping on the street. 13% in parks and 48% in various other locations, including riverbanks. 
42% were on the public housing waiting list, and 14% had been transient for more than five years. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash street count. An accompanying photo shows Ben Rimmer, CEO of the City of Melbourne, with a fellow street count volunteer. Metro Tunnel. What it means for you. Five new train stations will transform how we make our way around the central city when the Metro Tunnel opens in 2025. On Swanston Street, the new State Library and Town Hall stations will improve access to city landmarks and make life easier for the street's 50,000 daily pedestrians, a figure that has quadrupled since 1992. The new North Melbourne station will trigger significant urban renewal in the Arden Precinct, an area that will become home to 15,000 residents and more than 34,000 jobs in the next 30 years. Parkville Station will enable train access to our world-renowned education, health and research precinct, including the University of Melbourne and Royal Melbourne Hospital, for the first time. And strategically placed to ease pressure on the busiest tram corridor in the world, Anzac Station on St Kilda Road will feature a convenient train-to-tram interchange and help people access a vibrant arts precinct and shrine of remembrance. Evan Tattersall, CEO of Rail Projects Victoria, said the Metro Tunnel Project will not only cater for population growth, but also create unique opportunities for residents and businesses. The project will make our city more inclusive by helping more people access employment, health, education, sporting, entertainment and cultural opportunities in the central city, Evan said. By enabling more workers to access a highly productive and employment-dense area, the benefits will flow to the city's businesses, employees and the economy at large, creating a sustainable population and more jobs. Improved rail services will also encourage travellers to leave their cars at home, reducing traffic congestion by more than 18,000 cars at peak hour. The Metro Tunnel is the biggest public transport project in Victoria's history. For more information, visit metrotunnel.vic.gov.au. Heritage Honour for Market Our beloved Queen Victoria Market has been added to the National Heritage List, a move that recognises the significant place it holds in Australian history and provides further impetus for its renewal. Lord Mayor Sally Capp said the significant $250 million investment in the renewal of the market will help protect its historic value, restore its heritage buildings and secure its place as a traditional open-air market. The Queen Victoria Market is the largest intact 19th-century market in Australia and also the site of our city's first cemetery, the Lord Mayor said. We are committed to protecting the heritage of the market and the respectful acknowledgement of the former cemetery, so that's why we nominated the market for the National Heritage List. The Lord Mayor said the heritage listing and renewal can exist side by side and both are incredibly important. It's about getting the balance right and investing in safe, efficient and sustainable trader and customer facilities so we can secure the market's viability while ensuring the market continues to always remain authentic, the Lord Mayor said. We hope the announcement provides certainty to people once and for all that the renewal will stay true to what people love about the Queen Victoria market. 
but we need to make significant investment now to secure its future. The National Heritage List puts the market alongside 113 other Australian icons from the Melbourne Cricket Ground to the Sydney Opera House. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash Queen Victoria Market. The Secret Life of Urban Butterflies Discover the secret world of butterflies through our latest urban biodiversity research. Our city's Little Gems saw a team of local and international experts turn their attention to some of Melbourne's smallest and most vibrant residents with big-picture goals. You can view the results on our new interactive biodiversity visual website and on our open data platform. Dr Holly Kirk, one of the researchers, said that studying insects can help us understand how human behaviour fits into the nature puzzle and ultimately protect our planet. The natural world is full of incredible things, and when you look closely, everything, from tiny spiders to gigantic whales, has a fascinating story to tell, Holly said. Ecology is the study of how all the pieces of nature fit together, how those tiny spiders help to control pest insects, and how whales fertilise the ocean with their poo. While butterflies are iconic animals we can encounter in our everyday lives, their multi-stage life cycle means some aspects of their biology remain mysterious. Our city's little gems revealed where butterflies live in Melbourne and what flowers they might feed on. Some species were found to enjoy nectar from both native and non-native plants. The best place in the city of Melbourne to find lots of butterflies is Royal Park, but the southern end of the Carlton Gardens and Kensington's Women's Peace Garden are also good places to look, Holly said. Lots of people are familiar with the cabbage white butterfly, which is a very common pest species in Australia. However, the most abundant species detected by our field researcher Tessa Smith was the little blue butterfly, a group of six species of delicate butterflies that were often observed with white clover flowers. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Deputy Chair of the Environment Portfolio, said that insects form an integral part of our ecosystem, as both great decomposers of plant and animal matter, and a major food source for other insects, frogs, reptiles, birds and mammals. If we don't have healthy and thriving insect populations, we won't have healthy ecosystems filled with other species that many people love like birds, Councillor Rees said. This research shows that our city is full of vital insect life. Understanding this encourages us to appreciate our natural environment, make more sustainable choices, and protect biodiversity for future generations. Holly said that protecting urban biodiversity results in numerous positive impacts, from inspiring local conservation volunteers to shaving a couple of degrees off the air temperature on hot days. Having diverse and abundant wildlife in cities provides people with vegetative, cooling, water management and pollination, and also improves physical and mental well-being, Holly said. For me, urban biodiversity is without equal in fostering excitement, curiosity and love for the world around you. After all, it's much easier for a child to see honey-eater birds and butterflies feeding on a flowering shrub in their local garden than it is to watch herds of zebra and rhinoceros grazing on an African savannah. Our city's little gems 
is supported by the Australian Government's National Environmental Science Programme through the Clean Air and Urban Landscapes Hub. How to help Visit the Butterflies section of our Biodiversity Visual website to learn more. That's at biodiversity.melbourne.vic.gov.au Share knowledge about urban biodiversity with children using The Little Things That Run the City, a picture book we created following a previous insect research project. Build a butterfly garden in your backyard or on your balcony. Native grasses and daisies make good homes for caterpillars before they transform, and native plants like Gardenia ovata can provide nectar for adult butterflies. The Zoo's Victoria website offers more great tips. Join our Citizen Forester program to help us create resilient, healthy and diverse urban landscapes. Website participate.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash citizenforester Holly Kirk appears on the cover of Melbourne magazine in the Butterfly House at Melbourne Zoo. Location, courtesy of Zoos Victoria. For more information, visit biodiversity.melbourne.vic.gov.au Eat a rainbow. Spring is here, and it's time to enjoy tasty seasonal produce like berries, peas, asparagus, cucumbers, chilies, globe artichokes and zucchinis. We know it's best for our health to avoid processed foods that are high in fat, sodium and sugar, and to eat only when we're hungry. But did you know the health benefits of eating a rainbow? Plant-based whole foods of bright and varied colours offer the highest amounts of nutrients and antioxidants, so they're great for you and the environment. Here are four top tips to help you make healthy choices while you enjoy Melbourne's attractions and foodie hotspots. Spot nutritious food options at our events, festivals and recreation centres by looking out for our healthy choices options, marked with a green traffic light or apple icon. Find fresh, affordable produce at places like Queen Victoria Market, the Community Grocer in Carlton, and the Melbourne Farmers Markets in Carlton and at the University of Melbourne. Avoid the middle aisles when you shop at supermarkets. Whole foods and fresh produce are usually found around the outside. Get involved with your local community garden to get hands-on growing fresh food and make new friends. To find out more about community gardens, see the article Good Food Grown Local later in this issue. Events Calendar a few of our favourite things. 1st September and 6th October, Sculpture Studio. Create striking sculptures with clay, card, paper and textiles at Signal. This series features local artists and each session will focus on a different approach to making. This is a free event for young people aged 13 to 25. Bookings are essential. 8th September, 13th October and 10th November, Illustration Nation. Collaborate with Melbourne's best and brightest illustrators to create your own work on paper at Signal. Young people aged 13 to 25, you're invited to illustrate what you see, imagine and feel through drawing, watercolour and gouache. This is a free event, but bookings are essential. 15th September and 20th October, this Mob Collective Studio Workshops. 
work alongside deadly artists to explore visual art techniques at Signal. This mob is a collective of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander artists who build strength between First Nations peoples and celebrate blackness. This is a free event for young people aged 13 to 25. Don't forget to book. 16th September. Extas. Hear a live soundtrack performed on Melbourne Town Hall's Grand Organ to 1933 film Extas, starring Hedy Lamarr. It's sure to be an epic world premiere experience. 16 September, Sofra Festival. Share stories, food, music, dance and cultural displays to catch the anniversary of the arrival of Melbourne's first Turkish migrants. This free event offers entertainment for the whole family at the Immigration Museum. 22nd September, Mid-Autumn Moon Festival. This festival is China's second biggest after Chinese New Year. Also known as the Moon Festival, it celebrates the end of the autumn harvest in the Northern Hemisphere, when the moon is at its roundest and brightest. Enjoy moon cake, a lantern parade, entertainment and more in Chinatown Square. 26th to 28th September. Shh, we're podcasting. Bring a story you've been itching to tell to this three-day podcasting workshop at Signal for young people aged 13 to 25. Write, record and edit in a quiet and reflective space where you can safely share your story. This is a free event. Bookings are essential. 2nd to 3rd October. New Kids on the Block Street Art. Explore the world of paste-ups, stencil, lettering and spray paint to create your own street art canvas at Signal. This free event for young people aged 11 to 13 features artists Baby Gorilla and Mishap. Bookings are essential. 3rd to 5th October, Sonic Labyrinth. Create and explore an interactive Sonic Labyrinth in this series of workshops with sound artists at Artplay. Find unusual ways to create sound with kinetic sculptures, interactive instruments and special listening devices. For children aged 7 to 12. 6th to 11th October. Art for the Heart. Grief can be an isolating experience and its expression can be unintentionally silenced by well-meaning people. On at Meat Market, this Tobin Brothers Grief and Hope exhibition is a way to creatively express what grief is all about through art, craft and writing. 7th to 14th October, Victorian Seniors Festival. Celebrate with music, dancing, a festival of choirs, roving troubadours, active living demonstrations, stalls, University of the Third Age activities and much more on Celebration Day. Find the fun at Melbourne Town Hall, Federation Square and Deacon Edge. 14th October, World Vegan Day. Enjoy a family-friendly vegan extravaganza of fashion, cosmetics, multicultural food, footwear, accessories, pet food, talks, music, art and more. Don't miss the speed dating at Royal Melbourne Showgrounds. 21st October, Carlton Italian Festa. Now in its seventh year, this party is a celebration of all things Italian. Bring the whole family to enjoy free entertainment all day on the main stage, plus cooking demos, sporting activities, 
vehicle displays and, of course, lots of luscious Italian food and drinks at Argyle Square in Carlton. 27th to 28th October, Junipalooza. On at Meat Market, Junipalooza showcases dozens of gin makers in one room sharing their love for the spirit and serving up samples and stories for all to enjoy. 3rd November, Victorian Festival of Diwali. Take a magical journey through India. The vibrant program features cinema, Bollywood dance, drumming, workshops, henna painting, a wish pavilion, bustling bazaar, delectable cuisine and fireworks. Find the fun at Federation Square. 8th, 15th and 22nd November, Queertech.io 360 Virtual Reality. LGBTQIA plus people aged 13 to 25 channel your uniquely queer voice into a virtual reality landscape of your own making at Signal. This event is free, but bookings are essential. 8th to 25th November, Night Noodle Markets. This popular Asian hawker market under the stars is back at Birarung Ma. Feast your senses on more than 20 sizzling food stalls, including... Hoi Panoi, Waffle Land, Teppanyaki Noodles, Don Buri Station and Black Star Pastry. Entry is free. 10th to 11th November, Korea Week Festival. Discover traditional and contemporary aspects of Korean culture, including Taekwondo and Taekyeon performances. A Korean Hanbok fashion show, a K-pop competition and cooking shows at Federation Square. 16th to 18th November, Umpa. Immerse yourself in a sensory space of calm and connection with your baby at Art Play. Explore the fluffy, interactive play mat that lights up and makes sounds as you move, discover soft toy surprises, or wander through cubby tents. For babies aged up to 14 months. 18th November, Polish Festival. Celebrate the 100th anniversary of Polish independence with this huge party at Federation Square. Indulge in mouth-watering pierogi, stuffed dumplings, and bigos, hunter's stew, and relax with a Polish beer in the Karczma beer garden. Enjoy live music, children's activities, and the swirling colours of traditional dances. 25th November, Thai Water Festival. Loe Kratong, Thailand's oldest festival, invites people to float a special sculpture on the water and make a wish. At this event, see the symbolic placing of flowers in water, followed by Thai cultural ceremonies and authentic cuisine, at Argyle Square on Ligon Street. Sports 26-29 September, AFL Footy Festival and Grand Final Parade Enjoy footy, food and entertainment during four days of fun for all ages this AFL Grand Final week. On the day before the match, cheer for the two competing teams as they parade from the old Treasury Building to Yarra Park. 3rd to 10th November, Melbourne Cup Carnival and Parade. See this year's Melbourne Cup jockeys and trainers parade down Swanston Street in this free public event. The festivities continue at Federation Square, including live interviews with the jockeys before they take their place in the race that stops a nation. Subscribe to our weekly What's On newsletter at 
whatson.melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash subscribe. Spring into well-being. Move your own way this spring to boost your well-being, connect with your community and meet new friends. Councillor Beverly Pinder, chair of the People City Portfolio, said there's always something going on in our parks and public spaces, from bird-watching to an earthbound version of Quidditch. As a city of well-being, we're fortunate to have an abundance of green spaces where we can nurture mind, body and spirit, even if it's just a short walk on our lunch break, Councillor Pinder said. There are also lots of passionate people out there coordinating joyful and creative ways for us to get fit and engage with our fellow Melburnians, so I encourage you to get outdoors and try something new. Explore our world-class recreation facilities, wellness programs for city workers, local sporting groups and sporting permit information online. Here are three surprising ways your neighbours get their exercise. Laughter clubs. Faulkner Park, Bullock Park, Boyd Community Hub and Federation Square. Melbourne is the laughter capital of Australia. Nowhere else has so many clubs in one place. Half an hour of laughter can make so much difference if you're feeling tired from work, isolated or a bit blue. You go along, you have a laugh and you think, this is a wonderful world. Everyone is welcome. From Myers Caribbean Quillen. Bike Polo, Flagstaff Gardens. Having a space right in the middle of the city and in a beautiful park attracts a huge amount of spectators. It's a great space for getting more people involved, and it's more fun to play when people are watching and cheering. No matter how old you are or how well you know bicycles, there's a team for you. From Alice Lewis. Medieval Swordcraft, Western Oval Royal Park. I enjoy swordcraft because I get to escape reality for a couple of hours and run around in armour with some of my closest friends. There's nothing quite like stepping onto an oval with 200 to 300 like-minded people dressed in their amazing costumes. Everyone's always welcoming to new people. From Andrew Davidson. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash active Melbourne. Kensington's Urban Forest Hero A Kensington apartment complex is about to be transformed from a vast, gloomy expanse of concrete into a lush, green community space thanks to our Urban Forest Fund. Miller Mihailova saw great potential in the communal area of her Howlett Street home and with more than a little creativity and enthusiasm rallied her neighbours to agree to a bold plan. I am most looking forward to the Australian native garden in the sunken courtyard, which will highlight the existing beautiful old eucalyptus tree, Miller said. I'm hoping it will bring in wildlife and create a tranquil bushland feel where people can sit and relax and disguise the fact that we live off a very busy main road. I'm also excited to give the main entranceway of the property a whole new facade. The bamboo forest... Colourful trees and new vegetation in the top garden beds will remove that feeling of stepping into yet another urbanised concrete jungle apartment block and instead into a luscious and green oasis. A keen gardener, Miller initially raised the simple idea of starting up community veggie gardens, 
but thanks to the Urban Forest Fund, bigger plans soon took shape. The Urban Forest Fund gave us the ambition and push to plan out what we would like to do with our communal spaces. Before the fund, no one had stopped to think that we could do more with our shared spaces than simply using them as pathways, Miller said. Secondly, and most importantly, the Urban Forest Fund gave us the financial ability to actually complete our plans. Without the fund, it would have taken probably several years to raise the required funds, and people most likely would have lost the drive to continue. The greening project has many benefits for wildlife, water management and cooling, but Miller believes it will also make a real difference to the lives of people who live in the 45 apartments at the complex. By far the biggest reward will come when we see the greening works complete, when we can fully enjoy and appreciate our new green spaces, Miller said. I think it will dramatically improve the community feel of the area and encourage neighbours to go outside and get to know each other. Got an idea for a greening project on private property? Applications for the next round of the Urban Forest Fund are open now and close on the 22nd of October. For successful projects, the Urban Forest Fund will match the applicant's investment dollar for dollar. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash urbanforestfund. Accompanying photos show Miller Mihailova at the complex and plans for the communal space include a native wildflower garden, green wall, bamboo forest and a stormwater harvesting and irrigation system. Health Tech with Heart Some of the world's brightest minds are working together in Melbourne to make human-centred design ideas a reality. Leah Heiss, a designer with a passion for health and nanotechnology, shared some of her work with the community at Melbourne Knowledge Week 2018. She's created an array of health technology innovations, including jewellery to administer insulin through the skin for diabetics, biosignal sensing emergency jewellery, and swallowable devices to detect disease. Recently, Leah worked with Blamey Saunders Hears to design FACET, the world's first self-fit modular hearing aid. The acclaimed design features an intuitive magnetic charger, and its form is inspired by the mineralogy collection at Museums Victoria. My goal is to humanise wearable health technology through engaging with users to really understand their experiences of using these devices, Leah said. Many people who wear hearing aids feel shame, stigma, embarrassment and isolation. We want to bring those emotions to the foreground of our design thinking rather than simply focusing on function. In short, we want to move hearing aids from disability to desirability. Leah and the Blamey Saunders Hears team showcased Facet's design process at Melbourne Knowledge Week's Future Hospital event, offering the community a unique insight into the extensive, iterative design process. Museums Victoria has since acquired 130 of the prototype models, alongside drawings and the final product, for their heritage collection, recognising Facet as a great example of Victorian innovation. It is critical that human-centred design doesn't become a buzzword. Real empathy and deep engagement take a lot of time and effort, Leah said. 
We need to evolve products that actually resonate with people's lives. For this, designers need to be at the table for longer than just six weeks at the beginning of the technology development. Melbourne is a great place for this work because art and design is so fundamental to our city. This mindset is the perfect foundation for our biotechnology, industry, business incubators and start-ups. Councillor Dr Jackie Watts, chair of the Knowledge City portfolio, said Melbourne's extraordinary number of knowledge sector organisations, so rich in creativity, innovation, design and technological capabilities, is a key strength in the global knowledge economy. Melbourne's start-up and innovation ecosystem is producing world-class solutions to human-centred problems, Dr Watts said. Throughout Melbourne Knowledge Week, we showcase the work of our most exciting, innovative thinkers and thought leaders in a diverse range of industries or areas through mind-expanding discussions and workshops. Knowledge Week events aim to encourage everyone in the community to engage, participate and potentially collaborate with those who share cutting-edge expertise and skills. Get involved. What knowledge can you share with the community? Applications to speak or run an event at Melbourne Knowledge Week 2019 are open until the 20th of September. For more information, visit mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au Big Breaks for Small Business Are you brewing a great business idea? Every year we help some of our city's brightest minds realise their dreams through our Small Business Grants programme. In fact, we've supported 378 small businesses with more than $8 million in funding since we launched the programme in 1996. Councillor Susan Riley, Chair of the Small Business Retail and Hospitality Portfolio, said the many success stories showcase our city as a global leader in innovation, design, science and technology. Our Small Business Grants Programme helped local businesses generate $71 million of gross turnover, $58 million of equity investment, $3 million of export earnings and 939 jobs from 2006 to 2016, Councillor Riley said. The funding is just one of the ways we're helping build and maintain sustainable and diverse small business, retail and hospitality sectors as Melbourne embarks on a period of unprecedented transformation. Success Stories Alume, a business that helps apartment dwellers split solar power bills, has been accepted into the world-renowned Elemental Accelerator based in Honolulu and San Francisco. Beatbox, a portable, sustainable lunchbox made from premium glass and aluminium, has been named by the Good Design Award Gold Winner by Design Institute of Australia. Code Like a Girl has reached more than 2,000 women and girls through their events, workshops and coding camps this year and placed seven women into technology internships. Gewurzhaus a herb and spice merchant, opened its first store in Ligon Street in 2010 and now has seven stores across Melbourne, Sydney and Canberra. HealthKit, a healthcare industry software management platform, now has a network of more than 150,000 practitioners across 40 countries. Keep Cup, 
has sold more than 3 million cups, currently supplies to more than 60 countries and has a turnover of more than $6 million a year. NexVet, a biotechnology company, was sold to United States-based Zoetis, the world's largest animal healthcare company, for more than $111 million. Reground has expanded its customer base to 73 cafes, roasteries and offices, diverting 154 tonnes of coffee grounds from landfill. Ubeer Park, an app that shows on-street parking availability using our live data feed, secured additional investment to roll out new technologies, bringing the company's total funding to more than $1 million. The caption to an accompanying photo says, We awarded the laser and electronics experts at MOG Laboratories a grant to expand their business. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash smallbusinessgrants. Gender equity for preschoolers. We are using the results of a six-month study in gender stereotypes and respectful relationships at one of our children's centres to shape our approach to early learning. Dr Kylie Smith from the University of Melbourne led the research which aimed to positively influence knowledge, skills, attitudes and behaviours to promote gender equity and prevent violence against women. I was excited that educators and families were interested and wanted to explore opportunities to support gender equity and could see how young children were beginning to develop bias, Kylie said. When educators have access to knowledge and time and space to reflect and talk with each other, they can create exciting possibilities for gender equality. The project team worked with parents, carers and educators to create resources that will help them challenge gender stereotypes and create a more equitable world for children. Practical tips for the home include modelling equal distribution of household chores, encouraging children to play with a broad range of toys and equipment, and having conversations about gender stereotypes and fairness at story time. You can find links to more resources on our website. It takes time for adults and children to identify their own biases, develop skills, relationships and confidence to challenge bias and create different possibilities, Kylie said. My hope is that all early learning environments in Melbourne have access to training, resources and mentoring to implement gender equity teaching that prevents gender bias and violence. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash respect and equity. Community Meals The atmosphere is buzzing at the Jean McKendry Neighbourhood Centre where the Slavic Women's Group is having its weekly get-together. Today, women from 14 nations are enjoying a lecture on holistic well-being followed by lunch delicious chicken, paprikash and doughnuts, supported by our Community Meals program. Maria Malyanek, who has been the president of the group for 18 years, seeks out cheap, fresh produce every week and arrives early on Thursdays with a carload of ingredients. Then a team of up to 20 volunteers get to work in the kitchen to cook a nutritious feast for up to 100 people. We like home food, slow-cooked chicken soup, Sarma or homemade cabbage rolls, schnitzel, all sorts. For celebrations, we might do roast lamb on a spit, said Maria. 
The group helps people who might be lonely. It's also a place for them to get information about services and what's going on in the community. If a member of the Slavic women's group is sick, a volunteer will visit them at home or in hospital. Maria even arranges affordable holidays for the group. Forty-eight of them went to Phuket last year. Many of the girls came to Australia as refugees from former Yugoslavia. Now many of them are widows and don't speak English, Maria said. So they enjoy being able to speak their own language here, and there is a friendship and the opportunity to socialize. Last year, our community meals program provided more than thirty thousand meals through forty-three community groups, thanks to more than three hundred volunteers. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au/community-meals. Good food grown local. Urban farmers are getting their hands dirty across Melbourne to cultivate nutritious food and community spirit. Nina Sidia is the passionate chairperson of Kensington's Stockyard Food Garden, set amidst the rustic timber stock pens of the old Newmarket saleyards. When she retired, Nina wanted to use her farming and business skills, not to mention her green thumb, to give back to the community. She championed the food garden from the first community consultation event. I want residents to better balance their food intake through active participation in growing food, and to promote freshly grown foods to those who may not be able to tend to a garden day to day. Nina said, "Stockyard Food Garden is very young, as it was only planted in June with a variety of winter veggies such as broad beans, peas, kale, lettuce, coriander, onions, garlic, herbs, and a few fruit trees and edible flowers." We want to create a colourful and peaceful environment that is welcoming of all ages and backgrounds. We have a few young children that join in the working bees alongside their parents, and one can see that they are in their element, wanting to help and learn. It's so great to see such enthusiasm in the little ones. So far, Stockyard Food Garden has twenty-six self-watering wicking beds. Created from recycled material and filled with organic worm matter by Melbourne Award-winning company Worm Lovers, the garden is so popular that it has a long waiting list of enthusiastic locals who want to get involved. So Nina is seeking to increase its capacity and ensure that the project becomes viable and self-sustaining. This work includes planting out extra garden beds at the neighbouring Kensington Community School. Applying for funding to create forty new wicking beds and sourcing donated seedlings from local nurseries. We don't want to turn anyone away, so we want to set up an arm called Friends of Stockyard Food Garden, which will offer workshops, events, food swaps, cultural cooking, and the occasional working bee. Nina said, "I've lived in Kensington for over twenty-four years." And it was not until I retired that I began to really appreciate the wonderful Kensington community spirit. With the support of City of Melbourne, the Stockyard site can become an amazing place, fully utilised and buzzing with local activities. My personal aim is to see the entire Stockyard site filled with fresh growing food and lots of community activities, including a combined men's and women's workshed, within the next five to six years. I know it will take effort, but I also believe the Kensington residents will achieve it. Stockyard Food Garden 
an initiative of the City of Melbourne's Food Policy, will be formally launched with a special event on Saturday the 20th of October at 2pm. If you're interested in joining Friends of Stockyard Food Garden, email stockyardfoodgarden, one word, at gmail.com. An accompanying photo shows Laura Hitchman and Nikhil Joseph Naidu enjoying the Stockyard Food Garden. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash food policy. Viva la Cup Zero Waste champion Lily Yap is making it easier for cafe-loving Melburnians to access reusable cups through her social enterprise Viva la Cup. We helped five central city cafes with set-up costs to join the movement through our single-use waste reduction fund. We asked, what inspired you to create Viva la Cup? I started to reduce my personal waste by doing simple things like bringing my own water bottle, carrying produce bags and food containers, and shopping at bulk and op shops. Consciously saying no to waste, I found that there were limited and often inconvenient or expensive solutions for anyone trying to reduce waste. I started Viva La Cup because I want to make reusable alternatives as convenient and easy to use as single-use disposables. How can people get involved? Simply visit a participating cafe and order a coffee or hot drink in a Viva La Cup for $10 deposit. Viva La Cup is a stainless steel cup, double-walled to keep your drinks warmer for longer. People can take away and return the cup at any participating cafe for a full refund of the deposit. With support from the City of Melbourne, five cafes have joined us for our launch. King's and Knaves Espresso, La Quasi, Basement Cafe, Jungle Juice Bar and Cape. We'll list more on our website as our network grows, and we invite everyone to tell their favourite cafe about Viva La Cup. What's been your favourite part of the journey so far? Starting a social enterprise is a wonderful ride. One of my favourite parts is building relationships with the cafes. We share stories about ideas about how to encourage more people to choose reusables. The cafes are passionate about reducing waste, so we're working together to build a sustainable network that works for both their customers and their businesses. What is your vision for the future of cafe sustainability? Melbourne has a great cafe culture, and I don't want that to ever change. But I envision a future without single-use disposable items. By working together across the hospitality sector, there's a lot we can do to replace disposable coffee cups, cutlery, straws, plates, takeaway containers and food packaging. I also have high hopes that we will find ways to minimise food waste and reduce the carbon footprint of cafes contributing to a waste-free, truly sustainable and beautiful city. An accompanying photo shows Lily Yap with Noah Simons, manager of Jungle Juice Bar. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash single-use waste. In brief... Heritage Grants Restore your community, commercial or residential heritage building with help from our Melbourne Heritage Restoration Fund. The fund will offer $600,000 over the next three years to help make our city a place where people love to live, work and visit.
Businesses, non-profits and residents are encouraged to apply. Go to melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash heritage grants. Thought Leaders Wanted Apply now to share your big ideas for a smart and innovative city at the next Melbourne Knowledge Week. We are seeking submissions for a range of special events, workshops, dinners, performances and speakers. The festival will be held from the 20th to 26th May 2019. Applications close 20th September. Website mkw.melbourne.vic.gov.au Spring Clean Take advantage of our free garden waste and hard waste collections for residents and bin clean vouchers for businesses this spring. We're also offering extra hard waste collections for residents in October and an e-waste recycling day in November. Visit us online for details at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash springclean. Promote your business. Get free promotion for your business or event as part of our Christmas marketing campaign. This project showcases Melbourne's most interesting, fun and unique experiences to attract visitors into the city. So apply now if you run a business or event within our municipality. Website melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash marketing campaigns. Disability Support Do you access our home and community care program for younger people? If so, the National Disability Insurance Agency will contact you to determine your eligibility for the new National Disability Insurance Scheme, or NDIS. This scheme is the federal government's new way of providing support for Australians with disability, their families and carers. It will roll out in Melbourne from the 1st of October. Website melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash NDIS. Your Council The Right Honourable Lord Mayor Sally Cap, Portfolio Chair, Major Projects and Major Events. Phone 9658 9658. Email lordmayor at Deputy Lord Mayor Aaron Wood. Portfolio Chair Finance and Governance. Phone 9658 9658. Email Aaron.wood, that's A-R-R-O-N dot W-O-O-D, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Francis Gilly, MBE. Portfolio Chair, Transport and Aboriginal City. Phone 9658-9038. Email nicholas.francisgilly, that's N-I-C-O-L-A-S dot F-R-A-N-C-E-S-G-I-L-L-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Rowan Leppert, Portfolio Chair, Arts, Culture and Heritage, phone 9658-9051. Email rowan.leppert at melbourne.vic.gov.au that's spelt R-O-H-A-N dot L-E-P-P-E-R-T at melbourne.vic.gov.au Councillor Philip Le Liu, Portfolio Chair, International Engagement, phone 9658-9630, email philip.leliu, that's p-h-i-l-i-p dot l-e-l-i-u, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Kevin Louie, Portfolio Chair, 
prosperous city, phone 9658-9170, email kevin.louie, that's K-E-V-I-N dot L-O-U-E-Y, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Cathy Oak, Portfolio Chair, Environment, phone 9658-9086, email kathy.oak, that's C-A-T-H-Y dot O-K-E, at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Nicholas Rees, Portfolio Chair, Planning, phone 9658-9704, email nicholas.rees at melbourne.vic.gov.au, that's spelt N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S dot R-E-E-C-E at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Susan Riley, Portfolio Chair, Small Business, Retail and Hospitality, phone 9658-9636, email susan.riley, that's S-U-S-A-N dot R-I-L-E-Y at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Beverly Pinder, Portfolio Chair, People City, phone 9658-9056, email beverly.pinder, that's B-E-V-E-R-L-E-Y dot P-I-N-D-E-R at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Councillor Jackie Watts, Portfolio Chair, Knowledge City, phone 9658-8580, email jackie.watts, that's J-A-C-K-I-E dot W-A-T-T-S at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Postal address for all councillors. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria 3001. Council meetings. Council meetings for September. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 4 September 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 18th September 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday 25th September 5.30pm. In October, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 2nd October 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 16th October 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday 30th October 5.30pm. For November, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 13th November 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 20th November 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday 27th November 5.30pm. All committee meetings are held in Council Meeting Room, Level 2, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanston Street, Melbourne. All Council meetings are held in Council Chamber, Public Gallery, Level 3, Melbourne Town Hall, Swanson Street, Melbourne. On occasion, council meetings are rescheduled or special meetings of the committees and council are called. For upcoming council and committee meeting dates and times, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au. Changes to the meeting schedule are published at melbourne.vic.gov.au and on the notice board at the front of the Melbourne Town Hall Administration Building. Council meetings for September... Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 4 September 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 18 September 5.30pm. Council, Tuesday 25 September 5.30pm. In October, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 2nd October 5.30pm. Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 16 October 
5.30pm, Council, Tuesday 30th October, 5.30pm. For November, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 13th November, 5.30pm, Future Melbourne Committee, Tuesday 20th November, 5.30pm, Council, Tuesday 27th November, 5.30pm. Lord Mayor's Commendations Generosity in the Gardens Take a stroll near Cook's Cottage in the Fitzroy Gardens to discover a cafe that keeps community at its heart, Kerry Kerry Green. Owner James Murphy grew up in Fiji, and his business is inspired by the Pacific Islands' local custom of Kerry Kerry, where a relative or neighbour can request something they need, and it must be willingly given with no expectation of repayment. Everything we do is based on generosity. We provide an inclusive, welcoming space, a refuge from the outside world, and I couldn't imagine running the business any other way, said James, whose background is in social work. We want the world to stop being so transactional. Giving people time and energy is a gift. These days, people are hesitant to ask for help, and the great thing about Kere Kere is that it's all about the request. Generosity also has to keep moving. These gifts aren't capital. While his business has achieved a lot in ten years, gradually evolving from a simple coffee cart at the University of Melbourne, James has maintained a strong ethos of inclusion and generosity. Kerry Kerry Green hosts regular events, co-created with the community, and contributes $10,000 per year to bring them to life. Coming up is speed dating for seniors, a wellness week and a green picnic, featuring local produce and as little packaging as possible. Every year, the cafe also employs two people who are facing barriers to finding work and trains them in the art of coffee-making and the cafe's trademark welcoming service. It's a small, all-hands-on-deck operation, and today James has been busy in the kitchen to meet demand for their newly introduced Free Cake Day. My personal philosophy is that success doesn't come because you are unique. What's truly special is turning up every day, just showing up and not expecting everything to fall into place straight away, James said. Of course, relationships are the glue that holds it all together, and we've found that there's a Goldilocks state where we're not too big and not too small. I am as passionate today as I was when I started. It's a craft, and we're always getting better. James is the recipient of a Lord Mayor's Commendation, a program that celebrates the long-term commitment of small businesses. An accompanying photo shows James Murphy in his cafe, Built on Community Spirit. For more information, visit melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash commendations. Contact. City of Melbourne. Phone. 03-9658-9658 from 7.30am to 6pm Website melbourne.vic.gov.au Go to melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash contact us National Relay Service Teletypewriter TTY users phone 133677 Then ask for 03 9658-9658 Speak and listen users phone 1300-555-727 then ask for 03-9658-9658
In person. Melbourne Town Hall, Administration Building, 120 Swanston Street, Melbourne, 7.30am to 5pm, Monday to Friday. Postal Address. City of Melbourne, GPO Box 1603, Melbourne, Victoria, 3000. Feedback. To provide feedback, contact the City of Melbourne or email melbournemag at melbourne.vic.gov.au. Online version. Subscribe to the online version at melbourne.vic.gov.au forward slash melbournemag. Audio version. To request an audio recording of Melbourne Magazine, please contact Vision Australia on print access, that's P-R-I-N-T-A-C-C-E-S-S at visionaustralia.org or phone 02-9334-3524. Connect to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash City of Melbourne, to Twitter, twitter.com forward slash City of Melbourne, to Instagram, instagram.com forward slash City of Melbourne. Interpreter services, we cater for people of all backgrounds. Please call 03-9280-0726. For Cantonese, phone 03-9280-0717. For Indonesian, 03-9280-0719. For Italian, 03-9280-0720. For Mandarin, 03-9280-0721. For Somali, 03-9280-0722. For Spanish, 03-9280-0723. For Vietnamese, 03-9280-0725. For all other languages, which include Arabic, Hindi and Korean, 03-9280-0726. Disclaimer. Information and events in this publication are current at the time of printing. Subsequent changes may occur. City of Melbourne does not guarantee that this publication is without flaw or wholly appropriate for your purposes. It and its employees expressly disclaim any liability for any loss or damage, whether direct or consequential, suffered by any person as the result of or arising from reliance on any information contained in the publication. All applicable copyrights reserved for the City of Melbourne, except for any uses permitted under the Copyright Act 1968, Commonwealth. No part of this publication may be reproduced in any manner or in any medium, whether electronic or otherwise, without the express permission of City of Melbourne. You have been listening to Melbourne Magazine, September to November 2018, your City of Melbourne magazine. This production has been made possible by the City of Melbourne in the interest of information accessibility. This audio version has been produced by Vision Australia, website www.visionaustralia.org. Care has been taken in the recording of this publication, but Vision Australia does not accept responsibility for the results of specific action taken on the basis of this recording, nor for any error or omission. This recording is copyright. No unauthorised copying, broadcasting or public performance is permitted. Your narrator was James Wright. This concludes the recording.